I want to try that check liquor that you got. I, I don't want to try it because your descriptions of it made it sound delicious. <laughs> right. I want to try it just because I've never heard of it before and yeah. it seems like a thing. All right, I'm here with the Tech After Five podcast, and I've got my pal Scott Pfeiffer here with me. Brother, how are you doing? I'm doing great, especially yeah. since you just bought me a drink. I know. This is, <laughs> I'm thinking we could get used to this, right? Well, well, here's the deal I feel bad for not having done this before, right? I mean, here you are, are Hugh and I are talking about Tech After Five stuff, and I, at every one of those events, I'm buying people drinks. I should have bought us a drink, something, you know, maybe a trick is we have to start later in the day. Maybe that's the trick because we're usually doing this at ten o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> yeah, and it's the we're still five coffees in. That's, that's the right. Kind of thing. So uh, anyway, enjoy that uh, gin and tonic. It's Campari and soda for me. Should anybody care? Um, it's just my thing for today. But hey, we're here at the Tech After Five podcast, and we want to this podcast. This edition is going to be where Scott and I talk about what it is. You're going to your first Tech After Five. What should you expect? How do you prepare? What should you expect? And so some of this is kind of the before bit. Some of it's what's happening there. And we'll get all the way to the very end. But the idea is, hey, you might be new. Some people are new to Tech After Five. Every month we see brand new people coming up. And some of this advice is going to be great for any networking event that you go to. But we are specifically today going to answer the question of, hey, you're coming to Tech After Five. What should you expect? How can you prep? How can you get the most out of it? That sounds good, Phil. You know, first I'll say lucky you because you're about to you're about to discover something awesome. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, dear listener, right? If you're listening <laughs> to this and you've not been to Tech After Five yet, um, as of this recording, what we're doing, we're about to have our 525th event this week. We've been doing it for 11 years, but you're brand new. And first off, lucky you, and we are absolutely delighted to have you. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. Tech After Five is relaxed. Uh, there's no program or speaker you have to listen to um there's great people there so don't worry and just be ready to have a good time and and relax and meet some great people yeah so let's talk about some of those bits and pieces i mean first off it's just going to be fun and you know it's fun i'm just was talking to the brand new hosts for newest city uh, little rock arkansas this week and i said you know part of the thing i know you guys are this is all new to you but good news is we're gonna have people there who've been to the events before but as a host, your job is just to make people feel welcome. And I feel that as, as I'm a host at our cities, that my job is to make people feel welcome. So uh, you might go to other networking events where people feel there are clicks and the people are a little standoffish. Everybody in the room at Tech After Five knows that is not the way we operate. Well, that's right. And in any Tech After Five room, whether Phil's there or not, there is a host. There's someone there who is supposed to be the host and one of their most important jobs is to make sure that everyone's comfortable, everyone's circulating, that these kind of clicks don't develop. They're going to make sure it's it works out good. Yeah, it's well behaved. We're going to have a good time, and we want we want this to be effective networking, right? Well, that's so, exactly right. So, talk about beforehand, Scott. I know we always you know one of the things that we do different other events don't do. We give you some stuff ahead of time before you even get to the room. And some of that we've covered in really deep detail in other episodes. But here really quickly, if you're brand new, you haven't listened to the other episodes, one of the things is um, 
we spit out a checklist or we spit out a list of folks that can come to the event. What should you do with that? Yeah, I mean, you can certainly do your homework before you come to the event. And, you know, the great thing about Tech After Five is everyone is there for a reason. You're going for a reason. And you should know what your reason is. You might be going just because you want to build your network, you know, grow your, dig your well before you're thirsty. Build a network in the tech community in case you ever need it. You might be going because you need a job. You might be going because you need to hire someone. Whatever it is, you've got a reason for going, and everyone else has a reason for going. And you can look at the list of who's coming, who has signed up that we provide in advance and sort of scout out the people you think you might want to meet. Yeah, so it's a way to kind of know the room before you even get in. Hopefully, you're going to have some friends there already, but you're also going to meet some new people. And having a list of who those new people is, I think, has kind of helped you. You get to see their name. You usually see who they work for, if they're working for somebody else, and what they think they're looking for to see if there's a match in just that in the beginning of the event. Well, that's exactly right. And you can take it a step further if you want, if you identify a few people that you think you'd really like to meet. Go look them up on LinkedIn, and hopefully they've listened to our LinkedIn podcast, and they know how to have a good LinkedIn page, and you can find them, and you can see a current picture that shows you what they're going to look like at the event, and you can pick them out when you get there. Yeah, so that's another prep that we'll, again, we've got a full podcast on just the LinkedIn activity we do, but here is a note that, you know, if you've got yourself a couple days before your first Tech After Five event, it's really going to be worth it to you to go and check out your LinkedIn profile. Make sure it's up to date, professional looking, good picture, all that kind of stuff. Sure. And the picture is really important because it's how people are going to be able to find you once you're there the or know that you're the guy they met afterward. And it's also important to make sure you have your current job on there. Yeah, or that's, that you're looking. Oh, that's fine, too. Or that you're looking, something, you know, just make sure it looks good. Listen to our LinkedIn podcast. Get your LinkedIn profile right. That's really a good a good idea. Now, Phil, probably for first-timers, one of the burning questions they're going to have is, what should they wear? <laughs> you know, I, I wrote myself a list, and that was the very next question. I was going to say, Scott, what do you think people should wear? So give them, a, give them some ideas on that. What, do you, what should people wear to this event? What they should know about Tech After Five is that you're going to see a wide variety of dress. There's no uniform. Uh, most people, I think, come directly from work. So you'll see a lot of work attire. And these days, that can mean anything from a suit to khakis and a polo shirt. Uh, there are other people, especially in the tech community, I think, that work from home. And they may come in all kinds of different stuff. So I think you should be comfortable. I think you should be professional looking. You know, I would probably, if you don't wear a suit to work every day, there's no reason to go put on a suit. But, you know, a polo shirt and khakis. One deficiency we have here today is that we don't have a, a woman with us to give some advice to our women listeners on what to wear. But again, you see a wide variety there too when you attend. Dresses, yeah. pantsuits, suits. Right. But the point of there being is, like you said, the folks who are working are typically coming for work. They're dressed as they would be at work. If you are coming in and you are looking for work, then you should dress like you are going to work, not like you just got out from underneath your car. It, it's like Richard Bliss said, dress for the job you want to have, 
and that's how he got in trouble in HR. Uh, he wore a Batman wearing his suit. Batman suit. Yeah, wore yeah. A Batman suit into work. So I get dress it. for the job you want if you're looking for work. Dress how you were at work if you're coming from work. Otherwise, just dress professionally, but don't worry that everyone's going to be in a suit and you're not. It's yeah. not like that. So another question we get is, what should I bring? And things that come to mind are things like business cards, resumes, what, anything else. What's your advice? Uh, what should someone definitely bring? What's kind of optional? Well, I think that I'm a big believer in bringing business cards. I know that John Warner disagrees with me on that and thinks that electronic connection is the way to go. And certainly that's an option, but it just seems to me to be a lot smoother at an event like this to just be able to hand somebody a card and to get a card and go put it into your devices later, uh, as opposed to handing someone your phone and having them type it in or you trying to type them in. You definitely want to have your smartphone with you because we use the LinkedIn nearby feature to connect with people while we're there. So if you don't have a business card, you could use the LinkedIn nearby feature to connect with everyone you meet. But again, I think a business card's a good idea. I think a smartphone's a good idea. I don't think a resume is necessary. I think that's more of a later stage thing. The person that you meet, if you're looking for a job, the person you meet, they're going to get your card or they're going to connect with you on LinkedIn, your resume is basically on your LinkedIn. And if, if it needs to go to a more formal thing, it can later. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely right. So, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, particularly if you're between gigs, you know, you might be embarrassed that you don't have a card. That's not a hang up for what we're doing. It is completely okay for you, though, to go if you want to make up some cards and say, you know, hi, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Jeff. And or Jill or whatever, and I'm your next best developer. I'm your next great developer. Or I'm, and it's okay to do that if you want to do that. You shouldn't feel compelled to do that. But but if you want to have something, that's okay too. Sure, it's easy enough these days to print business cards, inexpensive business cards, and get them ready for the event. And if you don't have a business card, then spend a little bit of time figuring out how to do LinkedIn connections on the fly so yeah. that you can quickly. Uh, connect with people. All right. So I think it's great advice to have your smartphone with LinkedIn app on there. Don't because we're again, there's a full episode on that. We'll, we've talked about that elsewhere. But, you know, just here, remember to go ahead and get that done. Uh, I'm a big fan of having a notebook and a pen. You know, just a little something in your pocket, a pocket notebook. And that way uh, for someone who doesn't have a card, you know, you want someone's contact info and they're happy to share it with you. They don't have a card rather than pulling out your phones and trying to figure out how to make NFC work or whatever the heck you might be doing. Um, you just get them to write their name and telephone number down on a page in your notebook. Yeah, that's great advice. I think it's just more seamless and the, the more seamless you can make things, the better, I think. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I've got my stuff. I've got myself ready. Um, Again, each one of the venues are different, so we can't really tell you a whole lot about that. You know, we typically try to find venues that are open and friendly, usually easy parking, but not always. Uh, get your, Give yourself time to make sure you find parking and all of that. Um, so what's Scott Pfeiffer's advice on should I show up early? Should I show up late? What, how, where, does, where does that work for me? What should I be doing? Yeah, I think... First of all, I don't think it matters a tremendous amount. I'm often there early. Sometimes that's because I'm having a beer with you before the event. Sometimes it's just because I've gone over. But I don't think it's necessary to be there super early. It's not like the room closes off and breaks into clicks and you're not going to be able to break in. 
But if you're going and you really have a, a purpose, you're looking for a job, you're looking to hire somebody, you know, be there soon after it begins because you're going to want to have some conversations. It's a limited amount of time, and there's a lot of good stuff to pack into that hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. I'm always in favor of being a little early if you can be early because um, people are typically a little less stressed, setup is done and all that, and they're just kind of standing around waiting for the crowd to show up. So there's a chance sometimes to get a conversation in early that you might not get in later because the room is packed. The earlier you get there, the more conversations you're going to have. There's yeah. no doubt about that. So, right. All right. 5.30 to 6.30, that's the first part. Um, um, so we, in that spot, you know, we uh, typically the events don't have food, um, but sometimes people come in and order food. That's a thing I'd caution you against doing, you know, particularly in the beginning part of that bit is, you know, let's move yourself around the room. Go talk to people. Don't camp in a spot. Don't wait for everybody to come to you unless you happen to be famous for some reason, right? Don't wait for everybody to come to you. Um, go ahead and walk the room. So typically, grab yourself a drink. The idea of that first one is to kind of make you a little more comfortable, hopefully. Get whatever you want. Um, and then go around and talk to people. Uh, all right, I'm there. Again, I, I'm talking about the first half of it, the 530 to 630 part. Chance to go around. Um, I know that I would say you should talk to everybody, but you might have some more advice on that. Well, talking to everybody would certainly be nice. There are usually a lot of people there. So I don't know that I've ever been to a tech after five when I, where I've been able to talk to everyone there, especially sure. the ones, especially the ones to your point that come in a little bit late and the room's already packed. Right. It could be hard to get to that person. Usually what I do is I come in, there's, there's a table there where you're checking people in, you get your name tag. You get your token for a beer. You put your card in the fishbowl for a drawing sometimes. And then what I usually do is I go in. If there's someone I know real well already there, I might stop and talk to them. But my first thing is I usually go to the bar and turn in my token and get a beer. Right. And most often there will be someone that I don't know or don't know well doing the same thing. And I'll strike up that first conversation with them or anyone else who's in line right there. And from there, I start to work the room. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I, I think that's good advice. A um, couple things that we do to help you, you'll see in our events, they are typically, the badges are color-coded, and we do it both with the write-on badges and with the stickers. So red is typically recruiters and people who are hiring. Red for recruiter. Uh, that's how we remember that. Uh, green is people who are looking to be hired. People are actively saying, I'm looking for my next new gig, right? And again, green for us, that's cash. Um, and then most everyone else has a blue, has a regular blue badge or regular badge. We also mark first timers with a, I'm a first timer badge. And again, the idea is to, for everyone to be super nice to them because it's their first time. Sure, and I am. I'm nice to first-timers. I definitely am going to try to speak to someone if I see they have a first-timer badge on and find out what it is they need and what it is they're looking for and see who I can introduce them in to in the room that I know that might be able to help them along. Yeah. I do that every month. I think for job seekers, to me, Tech After Five is not a short-term go get a job, never come again kind of deal. It's a long-term build your network kind of thing. And for job seekers, 
I know you're going to want to talk to the people that have the I'm hiring badges on, and you should, but you should talk to everyone else too because you're building a network. When I, I work in the tech community, I'm usually chief of staff or business consultant to a tech company. We often hire, and I'm often involved in hiring. And when I get tasked to help um, one of the people I work for hire a tech person, I may find that person at Tech After Five. I may find that person through a recruiter that I met at Tech After Five. Or I may find that person a completely other way. But one thing I'm definitely going to do is I'm going to talk to the people I know who go to Tech After Five and find out everything I can about them. Right. So when you're building that network at Tech After Five, even if you're talking to people who aren't hiring, you're helping yourself get a job because you're going to get recommended. If I if I call up the people I know at Tech After Five and they've never heard of this person, that's not a good sign for me. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's great advice. And obviously, we're not looking, as you point out, we're not really looking for those transactional relationships. Uh, and part of that is, you know, I want people who've been nice to a lot of people, people who've talked to a lot of people, people who folks understand and trust already. And they did that because they had repeated contact with them at our event, right? So I think that's a, an absolutely a good thing for them for them to do. Talk to everybody. But we put some targets on folks to make it a little easier for you when time is scarce. Sure. You know, I, I'm a big believer in setting goals. I think if you go to an event like Tech After Five and just have a generic, I'm just going to walk around and talk to people, then you're not going to be as effective as if you set yourself a specific goal of, I'm going to get six business cards right. or whatever. You know, set yourself a goal every month, go in and meet that goal. Yeah. Get those cards and then follow up. Yeah. So again, you know, the, uh, the one thing that happens, we don't spend a lot of time talking to the audience, but we do a couple things at six 30. We do the LinkedIn thing that we talked about earlier that we, that's usually the last thing we do at our six 30, but we do introduce the sponsors. We give away a couple of door prizes, but you know, the sponsors are there because they really do want to talk to folks who need them in the room. So it's a great chance for you to meet some really high quality folks who really said, you know, I'm looking to help people in one area or another. And that's a good chance, hopefully, for you to, again, to find out who they are and you should go say hi to them. I agree completely. One of the nice things about Tech After Five is that everyone who's in that room is looking for something, looking to connect with you. You're not, you're not at a swim meet and you're talking the year off of somebody who's not there for that right people are there to meet you and no one is more dedicated to that than the sponsor who probably is someone who's been to a bunch of tech after fives finds them valuable really believes in it and really wants to help the people that are in that room right no right so absolutely so we do that we do the announcement at 6 30 and then the event just continues after that right so there's more chance to talk to folks so um Three things left in our conversation here. One is, a, when is it time for me to go? How do I decide that bit? And there's a, a little trick to that, I think, that I wanted to get after. And one of that is, um, I've been doing these events for a long time. But I've done just not just the 11 years of our events, but I've done other events. And uh, some of my most lasting friendships of this are the people that hang out afterwards, after the event closes. So... I know that almost every Tech After Five, there's a group of some 
whether it's five or 20, who go then and grab dinner somewhere together or maybe have another drink or both. Yeah, and those groups usually are, again, not cliquish and are happy to have other people come along. Yeah, I, I mean, in my case, right, almost always, we I, I invite whoever wants to come and you go have dinner if you're going to go have dinner together, something like that. But there's a chance for you if you want to extend the network and get a little deeper into the group, you can do that, right? And that's gold time right there. Yeah. You know, the after most people are starting to leave, it's almost back to where it was at the beginning, where there are fewer people. The pressure's kind of off. You can have deeper conversations. You can meet people. So I usually like to stay. There seems to be, right after that 6.30 event, a, a group, a herd of people will just leave. Like, it's over, it's over, we're leaving, boop, and they'll all go. Then it's a smaller room that's there, and you can have some great conversations in that time. And then, again, a lot of the time, I'll continue and go out with the group, have dinner, continue conversations over dinner. This is really valuable stuff. Yeah. So any, at any time after the announcement, so to speak, you have permission to go. But if you want to extend it, there are certainly good conversations to be had if you've got time for that sort of thing. That's exactly right. I don't stay after the announcements every time because sometimes I have something I have to do. Right. But um, I usually try to set up my count, my schedule so that I can stay after, go to dinner, hang out with people, that sort of thing, because yeah. that's really good time. All right. So I think we've got you all the way through the entire event, right? So we talked a little bit about how you prep for the event. We talked about what you should wear and all the stuff you should bring and how to get yourself prepped for that, what you should do, how the people you should talk to at the event. Um, do you want to stay later? Okay, do that. Last thing on there, and again, we're not going to do a lot here because we've, we've talked about this before. We're going to come back and do another episode on just follow-up. But your next responsibility is in the next 24 hours, you should be following up with whoever you talked to and you said you were going to follow up. Take care of that. That's exactly right. You know, if, especially if you're there for a reason, you've got business cards for a reason. Connect with those people. Don't just collect the card and take it home and throw it away. Get them in your contacts. Connect with them on LinkedIn. Send them a message. Set up a coffee. Have lunch. Whatever you need to do. The Tech After Five is the beginning of these great conversations. And you can continue those conversations over many texts after five. Yeah. But to deepen them, you need to follow up and, and bring it outside. Yeah. So I guess the, 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 if you've done good follow-up, then your very last thing to do is simply mark your calendar for the next month's event. Because quite frankly, this is a contact sport. It's also an event where, I mean, it's repeated contact is how you build trust, how That's you right. build things with people. So never look at this as one and done. I'm going to walk in, swoop up what I need and get out of the room. Uh, you need to keep at this. The real value here is in building relationships. And those the, the people that you build relationships with, they're the ones that are going to hire you. They're the ones that you're eventually going to hire. They're the ones who are going to recommend you or do a business partnership with you or be your vendor or your customer. That's the, that's the real good stuff, and that takes time. Yeah. All right. I think we've covered it. So back to where we started with this. 
So you're getting ready for your first Tech After Five. We are super excited that you are coming. Glad that you're going to be there. I hope that we've given you some great advice. If we've missed something here, we haven't answered one of your questions. Obviously, you can reply to any of the emails that we've got. And uh, maybe one day we'll come back and revisit this topic and add some more questions. Sounds good. And if you see me or Phil at a Tech After Five, come up and say hi. Yeah, please do. Come up and say hi. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Phil. 